Feeling world-weary, disheartened by politics, enraged by racism? I'm Michelle Myers, and in my podcast, Mind Your Margins, I draw on my experience as a professor, activist, and poet to foster a space for listeners where it's humanly possible to make humanity possible. Each episode, I discuss difficult topics focused on marginalized identities and encourage mindfulness and self-care. As an Asian American woman, I emphasize the experiences of people of color, especially Asian American Pacific Islanders, immigrants and the children of immigrants, and multiracial, multicultural perspectives. I hope you'll join me. Anchor.fm out of Philadelphia. I'm Quincy Stallworth with Quince Questions. Today we interview the phenomenal, the amazing Jasmine Omo. She is one of my favorite people in Philadelphia and in the surrounding areas. She is a multifaceted leader who is passionate about the success of underrepresented communities. Do you hear me? If you are someone who's struggling with finding a place to buy a house or some sort of great loan or a future business that, uh, or even your resume, you know, they call it your resume queen. She don't like to talk about that, but Hey, listen, if you are someone who's looking for better employment, if you're underemployed and you feel underrepresented, Jasmine Omo is the lady you need to talk to. Links will be in the description down below her Facebook page on her website. Next will be our incredible interview with Jasmine Omo. But first, a message from our incredible sponsors. Hi. My name is David Ford, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, The Man, The Father, The Legend. I host conversations with fathers and husbands about our experiences in hopes to encourage, support, and motivate others alike. Join us every Tuesday at 6 a.m. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. Also, you can find us on Instagram at ManFatherLegend. Thank you, and I look forward to you joining in in our conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Starworth. I'm here with the amazing Jasmine Amarugby. You also go to by the name Jasmine Omo at jasmineomo.com. Jazz, uh, can I call you Jazz? Is Jazz okay? Or Jazz? Sure. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, you know, because. Cause we we're, we're friends. We're friends. You're we gonna are. go you're, way back. We, we go way back, and you're gonna help me get a house. Yes. <laughs> you know? I am. Because I'm a first time home buyer. So yes. you know, there's that. Number one. Number two, Jasmine is a career developer, developmentalist. She's a a mentor. She she <laughs> she. she, she what? What are you laughing for? I'm, I'm doing a great intro here. Okay, come are on. You? I, am I? Well, I, how about this? You can go to jasmineomo.com and you can learn so many new things. She will help. She will help you refresh your job search and application materials. Rethink your job search strategy and identify ways you can refine your skill set. First of all, 
when you say identify ways to identify and refine your skill set, are you saying that common names that I have for what I do at work, like manage uh, madness, manage chaos, can be worked into something like you know managerial skills? You know what I'm saying? Yes, it actually can. Because that's all I do. That's all we do. And, um, I apparently I don't know if you know much about me, but I have several careers. <laughs> Hmm. They pay okay money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and and for those who are in the IRS listening, I want you to know that I do pay my taxes. I just want you Ooh. to know that. So, yes, um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this episode, and, and, and I don't usually do talking episodes, but you can help some friends of mine. There are people I work with at, 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 at places that I won't say because I don't want to get fired. Um, mm -hmm. they're, not happy. they're not happy there. Mm -hmm. They need to know that there are options, but they don't really know. Every day I work with a guy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say his real name, but I'm going to lie and say I'm not saying his name. His real name's Connor, but uh, <laughs> whatever. So Connor's always wanting to quit. He's always looking for a new job, but Connor doesn't – I know that he has experience as a manager, as a, a, as a, uh, as a, as a, uh, a leader, and, and, and out there I say to him, Connor, you could go someplace else. And he's just, he just beats himself down before he can even try. He goes, no, I can't do it, Quincy. No, I, I can't. I, 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 what am I going to do? Go over there and fail and get fired? And it's like, Ooh. no, man. You, you, you're basically putting out fires here every day at this company. You know, certainly he can go other places. How would you suggest kind of go about, you know, rethinking his job search strategy? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, it starts with the mindset. So to me, that sounds like he's self-selecting out. So there would need to be some a mental reset of sorts or refreshing uh, his own thoughts around what he's capable of. Uh, imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people end mm. up experiencing, which is chronic self-doubt despite evident success. So that sounds exactly like what you just mentioned of, hey, you've done this and you've done, you've done this. What makes you think that you would go over there and fail, right? If he hasn't failed in the past. So starting out with, Re rethinking um, about his level of confidence and what he can do. So that can be making a list of accomplishments that can be talking to other people about what they think his skill set is or what he shines at. He could think about past feedback that he's received from you or others on the job in terms of highlighting things that he's really good at. And those are the things that he can highlight on a resume or highlight in conversations with people who are hiring. But it really does start with confidence. You have to believe that you can do it. Um, because otherwise it's very hard to convince a recruiter or a hiring manager that you can if you don't believe in yourself. So that's uh, step one I would say would be to to work on building self-confidence, whatever ways that looks like, talking to a professional, working with a career coach, um, meeting with trusted friends and advisors around developing what his special sauce is. Mm -hmm. And then once you have the special sauce, now you can highlight that on your resume, highlight that in your cover letter, in your conversations. And he, he can then persuade someone else to hire him because he believes in himself and then they'll believe him too. So that's where I would first start. And what next? What would you suggest Connor do next? What's the next move? So one of my favorite uh, activities in terms of the self-reflection piece is to create a Venn diagram, mm. being one with things that someone is good at, the second with things that they enjoy, and then the third circle is things that they can get paid for because you may have things that you enjoy you can get paid for, but you're not good at them. 
mm. or <laughs> things that you are good at and enjoy, but you can't get paid for them. Mm. So thinking about what brings someone energy versus what drains them is going to be important because let's say if you don't like writing, becoming a full-time writer is probably not, <laughs> not your, your ideal job, right? So, so people taking time to self-reflect, think about what they enjoy, what they're good at, what they can get paid for. And then also recognizing that depending on where they are, it may take some flexibility, right? The job that uh, may be for him may be in a different city. It mm. may not be the salary he's expecting. The name of the role may be different than he's been looking for. It may be for a different type of company. So being able to broaden one's horizons and think about, you know, well, you know, what's most important to him? Is it the money? Is it the location? Is it working remote? Those sorts of things. I think people have to think through their priority list and what's, what are the non-negotiables and then what are the things that people can be flexible with? And the other piece too is thinking, is it time to become an entrepreneur? Like that's another path, right? It may not be going to another job with another employer. It may be starting one's own business. Um, doing whatever, you know, the use, utilizing that special sauce or that skill set uh, could be there as well. So definitely starting with self-reflection, thinking about what, what they're good at, what they want to do, what they enjoy doing, what type of organization they might want to be, be at. Do you want to be with people who wear suits and who are very conservative? Do you want to be with a tech company where you wear jeans and sneakers all the time? Like there's so many different options of thinking about what one needs in order to be successful. Wow. And then going out to find out organizations that align with that, organizations and roles that align with that. You say it in such a uh, professional and profound way that I, I feel like I wish I'm, I'm, I'm going to just send them this episode because because <laughs> I, I can tell you that I'm going to try to repeat it or try to word it the way you did. And it's just not it's going to fall flat. It's like, you know, me trying to sing Luther Vandross. It's not going to go well. Gotcha. So uh, I, I I like the way you worded everything, and to that I would also say there's uh, there are other people I work with at another company, and 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 I I I'll have to uh, word I'll say we'll we'll say they work for a, a, a podcast company we'll say mm -hmm. that because we're not going to say where they really work at so these people are not happy here and I know they're not happy because they're working remotely they're working from home. And they're, they thought working from home and remotely would be great, but all they end up doing is working more hours and longer than they, uh, than they originally thought they would or probably planned to. Mm -hmm. So to people like that, you know, who, who, who kind of wish to get back into the office, you yes. know, should these people start looking for jobs now or should they just kind of stick it out and try to, you know, mold things in a way of, of their own ideology? Well, I think that is going to be forever the question. <laughs> I think they should always start looking for jobs now. I think if someone is unhappy in their current role based on the organization, the culture, the manager, the position, the location, all of those things, any of those things are, if they are important enough to the individual, are reasons to look elsewhere. I don't think um, anyone should stay in an environment that they are not happy in or that they think is um, toxic to them or or serving as a detriment to their mental health i think people should always look now i do i'm a fan of staying ready so you don't have to get ready because mm. there are job searches that may take longer than expected so you may say yeah i'm going to start looking for a job today but a job may not come for a year so it's not that you the longer you wait to start the longer like that process is delayed um because while we are experiencing a great resignation there are a lot of companies that are hiring they still have to 
interview candidates. There's sometimes our presentations or other yeah. components of the interview. So it takes time. Yeah. So I would always recommend that people kind of keep their eyes open. Even when you have a job that you enjoy, you should still keep your eyes open and keep your resume fresh because you never know what opportunities may be presented. But I, I think suffering uh, at work should not be the norm, in my opinion. So it's always worth it to at least see what's out there start having conversations with people. I'm a big fan of informational interviews, which are conversations that you have with someone who's done something that you want to do, <laughs> right? So if you want to work at a podcast company, well, I can look up on LinkedIn and find other people who work at podcast companies and I can ask them, well, what did you like? Or what tips do you have for someone who wants to get into that field? Just utilizing resources. And those conversations are typically 20 to 30 minutes. They don't cost a lot. There's, you may go to coffee in person, you may do it over Zoom, but the information that's shared in those conversations can be invaluable in terms of one's job search. And then let's say, you know, a position at that company comes around, well, who are they going to think about you? Because they had a conversation with you, you might have sent in your resume. So building those connections, whether you're happy at work or not, to me, is something that should always be happening. Because, you know, I don't, especially in our generation now, I don't think people expect to be at jobs for 30 years or 40 years like you should always be working on what your next move is going to be wow for those of you who just oh, let me take a moment to reintroduce you for those of you who just joined us i am with the amazing jasmine elmo she is a a, a career counselor a, a specialist career coach a career coach that's the word i'm looking for a career coach we'll be back with more quinn's questions right after this Welcome to Headshots by Peggy Presents. It's a weekly podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and educate people in the industry. Our wonderful host, Peggy, is the most industry-savvy headshot photographer I know. She shares insights and interviews top industry professionals. You gotta love that. New episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Starworth. I'm back with the amazing Jasmine Oma. Oh, oh, oh. So you said something before we went to uh, the commercial break. Your commercials, but in this, did you know? I didn't know if I told you that there are commercials in this thing. Make sure, yeah. <laughs> make sure you listen to the commercials. I listened. All right. So. Uh, you said something I thought was very profound and it, it hit me with the guilty conscience. You said, even if you're happy at your job, you love your job. And I do love both my, uh, several of my careers. I love them, but I'm not looking for uh, other opportunities. Are, are you saying, you know, it's, I'm not married to these places. I, 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 there, there's no ring. They never put a ring on me. You know, they, they, they didn't, it gave me a 401k and it's, it's very pathetic but you know they never put a ring on it they're treating me like i'm a stripper you know mm -hmm. they pay me enough to get back on the stage but they don't pay me enough to move out of town and fo mm -hmm. follow my dream so to that i say are, are you saying that i should 
I should actively still be, you know, looking for other employment? So, yes, <laughs> I am saying that. Wow. It is not that you should necessarily be actively looking for other employment, but you can actively keep your eyes on the trends in your field. You can actively connect with recruiters, hiring managers. You can actively keep your LinkedIn profile up to date so that if someone is looking for a great talent to bring onto their team, that they are, you are able to be found. So there is, um, Dr. Tom Denham has a six stages of the job life cycle. And in those six stages, uh, it, it, it's a cycle that everyone goes through at every job. And you should really be looking throughout all six of those stages. So step one is the idealized phase. And that's where you have this high regard. You're excited about your job, favorable opinion of everybody. Step two is the honeymoon phase when you start and you are like learning the people, learning the culture, understanding what's happening and getting into a routine. Step three is where there's the reconciliation of the ideal versus the real. So that's when reality starts to set in and you you start to understand, well, I thought this job was ABC, but it's really more like XYZ. And him over there, I don't like him too much. And her, okay, we can get along. So that's the reconciliation piece. And then number four is the peak performance. And that's where you're good at your job. You're like really productive, high self-confidence. You're fully there. And then after that peak performance comes step five, which is the plateau where you know everything, you know everybody, you start to get bored. There's a decrease in your level mm. of challenge and your excitement with the role. And then the stage six, the final stage is the devalue stage. And that's where you have very low commitment. You are tired, your productivity and your attitude about your job decline. And then some people in this stage are at risk of rage quitting, where they just one day, it just takes one more thing and they are going to walk out or shut the Zoom down, right? And so when you think about those those stages from like the excitement of a job, doing well in a job to being bored with the job, all throughout those cycles, you can be doing things to make sure that you're setting up your next step. Mm -hmm. Having those informational interviews, talking to people who are in the roles that you may want to, because sometimes if you haven't done a role or done another job, you don't know if you'd like it or not. Like, how, how do you know? <laughs> and to, until you talk to someone and they can maybe share what their experience has been like, or you talk to multiple people in that role. So you can always be networking, you can always be um, on your toes in terms of developing whatever's next. But I don't mean you have to be on job boards every single night. Right. Uh, I just mean that there are other steps you can be taking so that if let's say you do get in a, a moment where you're either voluntarily leaving your job or you're involuntarily leaving your job. You don't want to have to start from scratch then. Of, well, where's my resume? Uh, who should I talk to? What do I even want to do in life? Like it's much harder to do that when you don't have a job right. and you're in a, in a space of desperation sometimes or you have to take a job because you need a check because you have bills and things. It's much harder to bring a, a great opportunity to you in that space as opposed to, hey, I'm doing well, I love this, but let me see what else is out there. Let me just keep my eyes open. So rage quitting, I love that. You brought that up. <laughs> I've seen a lot of it, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially in the last, oh my God, in the last two years. One one guy uh, quit my job and then went on Facebook and just wrote a horrendous review of our company. Ooh. And he like trashed people in the office and, and said they were uh, they were rude and violent and it was just like it was all lies and it was just like man this guy. and and until this day I feel so much guilt because I feel like I could have done more to keep him here well, well I don't know a good name for him because 
uh, we don't want to get sued. I don't want a lawsuit. We'll call him um, John. We'll say John because that's okay. not his name. So, like, I sometimes I feel this guilt. Like, man, I wish I could have done more to keep him. But maybe, maybe it was something that was building. You know, maybe it was something that was building that I wasn't paying attention to. You yeah. know, uh, you know, you said rage quitting. I was like, yeah, man, I've seen that. And it's like, you know, and, and, and the people by that by that time they're like unreasonable. Yeah, you, you're like, hey, man, what's going on? And it just they're just they're gone. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're. It, it reminds me of the scene from John Carpenter's The Thing, where not only do they not trust you, but they don't trust anyone else in this facility, and they mm-hmm. want they want out. <laughs> they want out. You're mm-hmm. just like, what's happened? And uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen so much of that. You know, before we get there, before we get to uh, uh, rage quitting, we we should probably contact you, shouldn't we? And would that would. Yes, and throughout all these six stages, you should be contacting someone. Well, I <laughs> mean, out, more specifically you. I mean, I mean, you can see a therapist, right? But it, well, well, a therapist is going to cost you money and not get you a good job, right? Not, not going to help you with your resume. Am I right? Have you? That's not true. But well, sure. I mean, we're going to. It's a little false advertising. Never hurt nobody. Okay. You know, never hurt nobody. False advertising. Mm-hmm. It got me drinking Coca Cola. You know what I mean? A little false advertising there. Never hurt nobody. So, uh, you know, I could set up a a consultation with you. Is that possible? (laughs) Supposed to say yes. Potentially possible. I'm baiting you. I'm baiting you. Supposed to say yes, Quincy. Go to my website, Jasmine Omo. That's also not true. I'm not taking individual consultations. So the right amount of money. I mean, you're taking. I'm doing group workshops and I'm doing speaking engagements. Okay. So I'm actually not looking for individual right. people right now. All right. So you're doing workshops, you're doing group engagements. Okay. That's group kinda workshops. A group workshops. Okay. So how can we get you for a group workshop? Okay. I hire mean, me. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to get you to say. Hire you. Okay. All right. And, yeah, but and, not individuals. I don't do the individual or look, come look at my resume anymore. So. But what if I got a lot of money? You tell me, turn it. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. People who want you to come look at the individual resume, they're broke. Okay, I understand that. But, you know, I'm sitting on like a savings of like 250000 I can slide you six grand, help me out. Would you come do that? Hmm, more like 249 Two, if you have 50. Two, wait, I said I got $250 in the bank. You want $249? Yes, and I would like $249. Wow. Give me, uh, pay you, me what you owe you know, me. What, this, this, this interview has gone south fast. <laughs> All right. Should I have to edit this part out? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I actually like this part. <laughs> of course. Of course you do. So, okay. So you're doing workshops. And I saw a lot of, you got, you got, you got like YouTube, like, like, like jammed up, man. You, you, you got so much stuff on YouTube. Jammed up? It's yeah. so large and vast. And there's yeah, no but, way I but can. You punching Jasmine Omo and it's just, it's like your face, your face, your face, you know. I'm not a stalker. A I'm, I'm no, not it's, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. You you type up Quincy stars, you get nothing. I don't. I don't even think I'm not true. Oh, come on, don't 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 don't. I'm trying to downplay it. I'm trying to outplay you. Come on, stay. no no stay, no. Stay. Oh, oh boy, I tell you. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a break. Listen to some more uh, commercials, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about. Some more crazy stuff that, uh, for some reason, 
I'm not looking at the script. Yeah, we got more to talk about. We'll be back. I'm with Jasmine Omo. This is Quinn's Questions. We'll be back with more Quinn's Questions right after this. Hey, y'all. My name is Ernest Owens. I'm an award-winning journalist and CEO of Ernest Mini Empire, LLC. I just launched a great new podcast called Earnestly Speaking, where we talk about friends, foes, and anything that goes. I love talking about the news, politics, social issues, pop culture, entertainment, everything that you probably don't want other people to know you're thinking about. So if you really want to hear a black criminal's perspective on the world, this is the podcast for you. And if it's not, it's still the podcast for you. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Star. I'm back with the amazing Jasmine Omo. All right. All right. Yes. Now, Jasmine, you live in Philadelphia now. Am I right? I do. Do you? Do you? Do, what, what, first of all, you're originally from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's I it. am. Okay. So what? What drew you from the uh, from Paisley Park, from Morris Day in the Time? What drew you from the, that amazing city to Philadelphia cheesesteaks? What, what, what got you here? Well, there are some steps in between. It wasn't direct a plane straight from. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> lie. We'll lie and say you, you got on the bus and you followed your dream. <laughs> you, That's you, the truth. Well, you know, the truth is uh, is. You know, as as uh, our, our last president, uh, number forty five, said, the truth is, mm, uh, you know. So there's that. So, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yes. I mean, so there were some stops in between, of course. But you there ended. Were. You you you, uh, you 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 had first, and then you you have this incredible degree from Harvard. You went to Harvard University, okay. And I'm That's I'm part of the story. I'm not jealous. I just want you to know that. Right, of course not. It may seem like I'm jealous that you went to Harvard, mm. but I'm not. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> I would never insinuate such. I would never. So, what, what was what was it like? What was it like going to Harvard? I mean, going to uh, the most prestigious school of America, one of the most. I mean, I could have gone to Yale too, but I, I didn't apply. Mm. I didn't. Mm. <laughs> What? Right. What's the matter? Is you clearing your throat there? <laughs> so sad you didn't apply. That's yeah. probably why you didn't go. Yeah, hmm. right, 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 hmm. right. I was. Thinking. It all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you understand. You understand. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to save the trees, so I didn't want to waste the money on the, on the paper <laughs> application. Of course not. <laughs> so so you have this uh, amazing uh, Bachelor of Arts degree in communications from the University of Minnesota and, and a Master's of Education degree in higher education from Harvard University. I mean, 
I mean, you 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 take education serious, and this is very important because this is something I often talk to my my nieces and nephews about how important education is. We live in a culture now where people are like, well, you know, you're like, what do you want to do? I want to be a star, and you're like, well, what type of star? I, I don't know. I just I want to be on television. Oh, I want to be on the on um, on the internet. There are there are young people who are raising their children uh, to be YouTube celebrities. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, man, what I remember when people were like, Oh, I want to be a doctor. I remember when kids were like, I want to be a bus driver. Now it's like, I want to be famous. I want to be a uh, mm-hmm. Kanye West. I want to be a, you know, I want to be a model, uh, a YouTube influencer, which yeah. technically we're influencers in a way too, but we're, we're accomplished influencers. Are we not? <laughs> Some would say. Some would say. Some <laughs> would say. But anyway, my point is, is that, you know, you know, there's a real change in the guard of culture where, you know, uh, young young people no longer want to to, uh, to to be anything other than what they see. And I think that comes from living in a culture where everything you can imagine is already being fed to you. So you don't think there's any need to dream bigger. You don't think there's any need to to imagine bigger, but you seem to be someone who, who always imagine, who always imagines for more or always dreams for more. And I like to know what motivates you to, uh, to, to, to reach for better or reach for more. Like, like you, you work for, and I hope I pronounce this right. NACA or you're a member of NACA. Did I say that right? I am. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> That's <what> you did. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> oh, you, you, you know we're on it. Okay. All right. But my point is, is that, you, you know, you, 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 you're a part of something and it, it, something great. And that's really awesome. So like, you know, what motivates you to dream bigger and, and, and to want more? Well, part of it, I think, is the way that I was raised. So I am um, half technically half Nigerian and half African-American. So my father came here from Nigeria and made a life for himself based on uh, education. And then my mother was in a very, very, very small town in Alabama and then was able to leave, start her own business, run it for years, et cetera, and become an entrepreneur um, after not having had like anyone in her family do that at that level. So both of them mm. were able to do things that they didn't necessarily see or that were huge risks that were full of obstacles as well and so i think that they have always instilled in me that there is more not to be complacent not to be satisfied with the status quo but that i am a change agent that i have power to change my circumstances or and to impact the lives of others for good i think both of them in their different ways are all about service of other people um and so whether it be like they they taught me that it's okay to do well while you do good and do well like monetarily have a comfortable life do those things but to also do good and impact the lives of others so for me it's a it's a balance right because i think you can be insatiable and people can always be striving for more nothing's ever good enough and i don't ever want to be in that space but i do want to be in a space where i know i have gifts and talents and i want to continue to use them to the best of my ability right so i don't want to be stagnant i don't want to be in a place where i am my creativity is stifled or where I feel stale, but I also want to be content with what I am doing and what I have done, but know that if there is more, I can go get it. Hmm. My next question is I'm on your website and I'm on your Facebook page and I, I hate to 
take you from a very powerful and deep answer to some silly questions. But who is your photographer? This work is really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that uh, the, some of the pictures on my website are from Tony Cruz. Some are from um, LMB Photography. Um, I have a mix. I have uh, work, had the pleasure of working with several photographers over the years. So most most of my pictures, the ones in Philly, though, are those two two photographers. But thank you for noticing. Oh, goodness. I'd be so jealous of photographers. That's uh, that's all I do. Photography. I love photography. It's so crazy. Anyway, uh, we talked earlier about you helping me get a house. How, do, how does that work? Do, do, do you just make the down payment for me? Or, uh, no, actually. Wow. That, surprisingly. <laughs> you, nope. One of the most uh, interesting things I've learned recently is never invest your own money into a, a vision. Uh, always get others to invest. And then, and then you'll be fine. If you find yourself investing everything you own into a film project or a concert uh, project, you will find yourself uh, buying a headache and maybe a mental breakdown. And, and that, that's something I've learned. A lot of people don't know that lesson. A lot of people have not learned that lesson. But I've, I've watched, I've watched people. I've watched directors, people who are, are very educated, you know, um, uh, graduates, and work with other uh, directors. And they, they say this is a passion project of mine, Quincy. And I'm pouring everything I got into it. And and, and they, they sold their house and they, they made this film and it was a disaster. And and mm -hmm. and all they have for it is bad dreams and nightmares and a, and a therapist. So when I ask you to buy me a house, it's not because I want to save you money. I want to save me mental health. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> I hear you. You see how I did that set up this in a joke? <laughs> okay. But in, in, in all seriousness, you, you recently uh, bought a property. I did. That was awesome. It's, uh, are we allowed to look at it on Instagram or are you going to take that down because it's out there now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take it down. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never <mind. laughs> Well, <laughs> I love that. I love that. But, like, uh, you know, property ownership is, is so important here in America. I'm not a property owner. I need to become a property owner. And, 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 and what, what would one do? You know, if they were likely inclined to become a property owner, I don't know any of this. I'm joking. I do know, but I'm I'm, I'm asking you so you can divulge. <laughs> okay. Well, I think the first thing someone would do is to reflect. I think most things in life start with a reflection process of their own financial health, right? If they have a savings fund where they're able to handle an emergency should one happen, or if they were to lose their job, if they have enough money to um, hold over until they would get a next one, another one, mm -hmm. right? So making sure that their personal finances are in order. Um, the second thing I would do would be to research. There are a ton of programs all across the country for first-time homeowners, and there are some that are local. Of course, there's FHA uh, through the Federal Housing Administration, that has uh, programs for first time buyers as well. And then there are also our local banks and there's different types of loans and things like that. So the second thing would be to do a lot of, of research. And then as part of step one, the self-reflection also checking one's financial health, but then also um, deciding what, what one would want. So when I started my journey looking at houses, I thought I was gonna purchase a single family home. I started the process in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is where I lived at the time. And it's I nice got it. It is. It is this beautiful area. 
and I got involved with NACA. A friend mentioned NACA to me, which is uh, the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. And it's a, a program for first time homeowners. And at that point I went through NACA up until I was putting in offers on houses. And then I got a new job. So I had to leave Raleigh and I moved to uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And so that my dream of homeownership was kind of on hold at that point. And then once I moved to Philly a couple years later, I said, okay, well, this is where I think I'll be for a while. And then I got involved with the NACA office in Philadelphia as well, and then started the process. But the good thing about NACA specifically is that they um, offer counseling for first time homeowners. So even if you're not ready right now to buy a home, they will work with you until you do. There's a lot of information and education processes that they you know, have their clients work through so that they understand what they're buying, what they want. Um, and then once I started working with NACA, I realized I actually met a young lady in the office there who was buying a triplex. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you're gonna buy a triplex? And triplex, of course, is three units in one building. And I'm like, you're gonna be a landlord? <laughs> and then it was just, it kind of blew my mind because she was younger than me. And it's like, wait, what? I could buy three properties, like three properties or three apartments? Uh, as opposed to just one, because it wasn't like I personally needed a house and a yard, you know, I don't have children or a partner, so it's just me. So I'm like, wow, I could just live in an apartment still, but in a building that I own. And so that really blew everything open for me about multifamily housing. And so uh, my journey ended up being a little longer because COVID happened in the middle, but it took me just, just under three years, but I was able to buy a duplex. So I live uh, right outside of Philadelphia and I have a, a renter um, who participates in the housing choice voucher program. So I'm able to be sure that I'm getting the money from the government every month, um, which is very nice. And then I also have the joy of living here myself. So I'm doing what's called house hacking, which is where you live in one unit and then you rent out one unit or one of the units, and then you rent out the others. Or sometimes people will do it by room. So you live in one room in a home and then you rent out the others, but it's a way to both purchase and um, have a rental property or rental properties at the same time. I love it. I love it. You, you, you're, you're so smart with money and business. I'm a total, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, I'm like, man, you, you can do this in the world. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. this is, this is amazing. Okay. Amazing. So I'm going to, I'm going to make you an executor of my estate and I, I want to sign everything over to you. And you, you manage it. I'm just going to put money in the bank and every once in a while, like, you know, you give me what I need when I need to buy something to eat or whatever. Gotcha. I love that. I love the, that idea. I'm on NACA's uh, website right now for Philadelphia headed by okay. a gentleman by the name Jerome, Jerome Washington. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you can't, can make you a homeowner. Uh, you guys check that out. Links will be in the description down below. For those of you just joined us, I'm with the amazing Jasmine Omo. You can find her at jasmineomo.com. You can go to see her on Facebook. We'll be back with more Quince questions right after this. What does it mean to be woke and free? It means to be woke, educated, and enlightened, and you are unapologetically free to share your opinion while hearing out others, whether they agree with you or not. What does Woken Free mean to you? It means digging down to what's really going on, not accepting information just because you are told it is the truth. It is waking up to the idea that there is a story behind the story. It is freeing yourself from the chains of control. How does one become Woken Free? Make the decision, commit to a Woken Free lifestyle and never look back. 
Subscribe to the educational and entertaining phenomenon of a podcast at WokenFree.com, W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com, and you will tune in every week for Woken Free Wednesday for an unforgettable show you can't get enough of. Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs. Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Starth, and no applause. Hold the applause. I'm back with my special friend, Jasmine Omo. Hello, Jasmine. What's up? Hello. How you doing? I'm never better. I'm never better. And um, I got you back here because I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I know it has been a chaotic, and I mean chaotic, interview. (laughs) You know, uh, sometimes I'm serious. Sometimes I'm not. You can't tell because, you know, you don't deal with people who are, are as uh, uh, crazy as I, you know, but I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I hope this was an okay time. Don't tell, don't tell your friends you weren't here. Just like, you know, just like, oh, I did a show, whatever. But, <laughs> but if we get big, they're going to be like, yeah, I was on there. I mean, not really. Yes. We're not, we're not going to get big. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I know. I know. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it small as long as possible, because that's how that's how long I can give my uh, that's how long I can give Gina uh, Wawa gift cards. <laughs> oh yeah, gotcha. You have to pay her more. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 someone someone uh, someone's got to get paid somewhere. Somewhere there's money involved. So mm-hmm. I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you. And have a nice evening. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. You too. All right. I want to thank Jasmine Omo for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Make sure you guys check her out at jasmineomo.com. Links for her uh, Facebook page is down below. And now she also left a number for you guys to contact her. If you're looking to, you know, revamp yourself so that you can look great on LinkedIn and other uh, job platforms. Stay tuned for episode 190 when I interview Baltimore soul R&B singer L. Rogers. You know, I don't even know if she could say she's R&B. I don't know if she says she's R&B, but man, I'll tell you, when she gets to singing and that, 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 that sound, that southern sound comes out, it is nice. So stay tuned. New music, rare music, music that's unreleased will be played for that episode.
Quinn's Questions is a production of Anchor.fm and the good people over at Spotify. The music you hear in the background today is all given to us and provided to us by EpidemicSounds.com. We also want to thank the talented staff at 1030designs.com for crafting our logos and promotional materials. Make sure you check guys, check them out. They're awesome. Quince Questions executive producer is Jacqueline Stahl with our technical director today is Gina Dukes. Our engineer today is Caden Riley out of Cherry, New Jersey. Our interviews are written and produced by Janet Gilmore out of Philadelphia. I'm Quincy Stowers. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Mm-hmm.